is going on? All right, minimalism, minimalist, becoming a minimalist, becoming, uh, learning what a minimalist is. Uh, this is going to be a quick, short podcast about me, kind of in, in my short little time in trying to be, trying to learn. I dive in. If you know me at all, I like go way overboard on everything I do all the time because that's just my personality. Um, I buy into things big time. And this is no different. So I'm super bought into this whole minimalist idea, the minimalism lifestyle, whatever you want to call it. But I'm going to tell you first off what it means to me. I've researched it. People, I, I'm going to tell you what I think it means because every time I watch like a YouTube video or, or listen to something about things and people just say, this is what it is. I don't know, something about it irritates me because it's like, well, that's your opinion. So you'll hear me always, always say this is what I think it is, this is how I feel, but you'll never hear me say this is the way it is. So minimalism to me, at least what I want it to be in my life, um, and I've come to find in the past couple months is like, it's literally, it's it's eliminating like unnecessary things, like from top to bottom. Um, and I think the reason I, what in turn happened to me was it started to reveal like what's actually important. So at 32 years old, um, it's one of the first times in my life that I've really sought out, um, what is important in my life. And, and it, this, that whole seeking that out is just literally a byproduct of wanting to clean my closet out. Like I wanted to clean my closet first and then my room and, then it trickled into my whole life and then I just started getting into minimalism and minimalist ideas and researching and now, you know, it's a it's a piece of it's a big piece of my life and I'm kind of stoked about it. So what what number number one, that's what I would want to kinda of explain it as. Eliminating unnecessary to reveal what's important. So getting rid of things and then in turn you kind of start learning throughout the process what actually matters in, in life. So I will say this minimalism on on Instagram, on on whatever ads or things you see, it's super attractive. Like it's a it's pretty, right? You look at a room and it just looks so clean and nice and peaceful, or you look at a somebody's desk at their workspace and there's hardly anything there, but it's laid out so perfect and everything looks so clean and nice. It looks like a place you'd want to walk in and sit down and go, I want to work here. Uh or a coffee shop, right, that doesn't have anything going on other than you know, the machines and in a, a bar and you sit down and, and it's literally chairs, tables and coffee cups like that's attractive to people. So the minimalist, you know, it's it's not a it's not a so much of a physical thing when you really, I think, do it for your life. Um, but it's definitely it's a mental and it's a spiritual thing. But but because we are creatures of, you know, progress and seeing things happen and staying inspired that way, it, it starts physical for sure. And and I think the physical is one of the biggest pieces of it. So like for me, you know, if you're going to go, if you're going to go to the gym or you need to lose weight or you need to gain weight or you need to, you know, or you just want to feel better mentally, it is mental is the hard part, right? If I'm just going to sit there and wait for my mind to buy in and get excited about it and go, all right, I'm going to get excited about eating broccoli and chicken for the next three weeks uh, and and eggs and egg whites and that's it uh, and protein shakes. I'm going to go to the gym for an hour a day like that mentally doesn't doesn't really sound good. Uh, not probably not to very many people, but 
physically, if I just decide I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to start lifting, I'm going to start doing things, I want to look better, and I physically walk into the gym and I physically lift the weights, and if I bench press 150 pounds on day one, and three weeks later I bench press 180 pounds, and I look in the mirror and I feel better about myself, I'm seeing physical progress, I'm feeling physical progress and it is inspiring so it keeps me I want to go back again now I become almost addicted to it so mental side I think of of like the minimalist idea it's got to start with some physical stuff whether no matter what it is for me it was literally walking through Lowe's one day I saw a kind of a closet I don't know rack whatever you want to call it and I, I thought about my closet. I'm like, my, my closet's a mess. I'm going to go home and look at it. Went home, looked at it. It was disgusting. And it was just absolutely disgusting. So I decided I'm going to go back there. I'm going to buy the stuff. I'm going to clean it out. I'm going to do it all right now. It's going to take me one day. And I felt amazing. But it started with the clothes, right? We've all been there where we just go, let's get rid of our clothes. And we try to throw our clothes out. And we throw away 10% of our clothes and feel like we did something. I had an absurd amount of clothes, an embarrassing amount of clothes. Stupid. 10 years worth that just dumb. So once or twice I went through it and threw some things away and probably got to like 30% of my clothes thrown away, which left me with uh, still an absurd amount of clothes. And the one kicker that got me, and I think really kind of kicked off my whole minimalist kick that I'm on right now, was I pulled out a, a sweatshirt, a college baseball sweatshirt where I went to college and I looked at it and I said to myself, I, I'm keeping this and I will never wear it again. It doesn't fit. I, the only reason I'm keeping it is because like, the world has always told me, you keep this because you went there and it's a piece of your life and you need to keep this sweatshirt. But I see, what do I need it for? So I can dig it out of the back of a closet every two years and look at it and be reminded that I went to that school? I'm never going to forget that. I'll never forget those years or where I went or having a sweatshirt is not going to help me remember that. Um, or, or am I going to see it when I move in every five, six, seven years and go, ah, yeah, that's right. I went here. I didn't need it. So the second I threw that one away because it was the most sentimental piece I own, done, throw it out. And then every single thing else was so easy to get rid of. But again, I'm overboard on everything. I threw away every single shirt I own, except for working shirts, which are, um, honestly, athletic baseball t-shirts. That's it. Those are the only things I kept. I took them to uh, my office at at school that I work at. Um, and I put all of them in there. And I had an empty closet. and didn't have a single shirt in it. I had nothing. I went to Target. I spent $120 on about 15 plain shirts. Black, white, gray, green, and a, and like a light blue. Um... And that's it. That's all I have. I have 15 shirts. I have about four sweatshirts, not one logo in my entire closet. And that's kind of how I started. I threw out all my shoes. I threw everything out. I started, if I was going to do it, I was going to do it right. Then I ended up going on and redoing our entire bedroom. And now it's clean and it's peaceful. And you walk in and it just feels really good to be in there. So that for me is where the whole thing started. And it kind of snowballed, right? It snowballed into this whole thing. Like I don't, I have kind of went into like a capsule wardrobe um, idea, which 
if you don't know what a capsule wardrobe is, Susie Fox, 1970s designer, kind of started this idea that, you know, you need. she came out with some stuff that's, you need a few essential items that, that don't go out of style, right? For women, like a, a skirt, a skirt will never go out of style, shorts, I don't know, whatever, right? You need a few essential items that don't go out of style, and then you can kind of augment those by seasonal, with like seasonal pieces. So you can wear a skirt with a tank top you can wear a skirt with a regular t-shirt you can wear it with a sweater you can do whatever you want right but you'll need maybe the one or two skirts in a black and a gray or whatever colors you want so that was kind of the idea there and then donna karen like 1985 which is probably a more notable name but she released the thing called a capsule collection which was seven interchangeable like work pieces for this was for working women right seven interchangeable work pieces and their outfits suitable for any occasion like you can you can take them to work, but if you have seven different tops and seven different bottoms and you mix and match them, I don't know the math on that, 49, 50, 60 different outfits, who knows? Um, but maybe 100 different outfits, I don't know. But there's a lot of different options. You guys get the point, but you don't have a lot of things, right? So the whole idea of like a capsule a capsule closet or a capsule wardrobe is is to have outfits suitable for any occasion without owning like excessive items of clothing. So an idea there, and that's kind of what I moved to. I kept literally four or five pairs of pants, three or four pairs of shorts and 15 t-shirts, but eight of those t-shirts are black. Three of them are gray, two are green, two are blue, one's white. Like I don't have, I don't even have options. I don't have an excess of options, but what I do have is what I need and nothing really more than that. So that to me, like, is a, just such a good feeling to go, you know, and I'm not, I'm not waking up in the morning and I'm not being bombarded by a closet. One of the, one of the things that makes me more angry than anything is having wrinkled clothes. I think wrinkled clothes is one of the worst possible looks on the planet. Um, and when I had 800 t-shirts in my small closet, guess what? Every shirt was always wrinkled because they were smashed in there with other shirts. They didn't fit. So I would literally start every single day without realizing it that I've created my own, like one of my biggest pet peeves I created by having 300 shirts that I didn't need stuffed into a closet. And I only need to use the same couple of shirts every day. So I woke up every day and I went, dang it. My day started that way for 10 years. Dang it. My shirt's wrinkled. Does it seem like a huge issue? No. But when you think about it every day for 10 years, yeah, it's kind of a, it's a very annoying way to start your day. I wake up now, I have th I, I don't even have anything to think about. I know probably what pants or what shorts I'm wearing, and my options are do I want to wear a black, gray, white, green, or blue shirt today? That's it. That's my only options. And I don't actually care which color I wear, so it, does, I don't really, it doesn't matter. I close my eyes every morning, reach in there, and grab one, and I'm good. So what that created for me now is, is a routine, right? And that's another piece, I think, for me of like the minimalist. I wake up, I brush my teeth, I jump in the shower, I get dressed, and it takes me 10 minutes. And in 10 minutes after waking up, I took my shower. The last 20 seconds is freezing cold to give me a little quick wake up. And I'm in my room and everything's done. It's clean. It's nice. I feel good about what I just woke up to. I didn't start my day with with any questions or options or considering what I need to do here. It was easy. It was just really easy. So 
for me, that part of it transferred into the rest of my life. My car, same way now. It's always clean. It's For the last two months, I've taken it once a month on Mondays to the car wash. I don't do it myself because uh, I'm probably because I'm lazy, really. That's all it is. So I take it to the car wash. Um, I get a really nice, one of the more, one of the more expensive washes the first Monday of the month. And then the next three Mondays of the month, I go get the $10 little cleanup vacuum wash and that's it. And it's always clean. And I keep it that way now because it feels so much better to get into a car that is clean all the time. And I know that seems like a small thing, but I, you guys know exactly how it feels to get into a car that's a mess. It sucks. It just sucks. So to get in there every day and control such simple little things, you start to kind of realize like, man, maybe I wasn't like disorganized. Maybe I wasn't just, uh, you know, not good at, at keeping things in order. Maybe I just had too much crap. I had too much stuff. That's it. It wasn't a matter of keeping things in order. It was a matter of keeping things in general. Too many things. So I start throwing things away, start getting rid of stuff, donate all my clothes, donate all my shoes, donate everything to everyone. You guys can have it. I'm done. I'm moving on. I'm going to do something different. That's it. And I did. And it's been, it's felt amazing. It has changed the whole way that I operate on a daily basis. Mentally, I feel better. Physically, I feel better. Um, all the way across the board, I feel better everywhere, right? And I'm not surprised at all when I look at this, like, I'm not surprised in the least, in the least that I, I got like way into this, right? Because I look at people in life and I just look around and my whole life has always, always, always been, if it's cool and everybody's doing it, I'm doing the opposite and it's not cool to me. I've always been that way. I don't know why. It's, I think it's maybe half of it's wanting to be different or half of it's just out of spite that everybody's cool and I'm probably not. So I'd feel less, even less cool than I already am if I just tried to do what they're doing to be cool. Um, maybe that's why I'm not really sure, but my personality says if you're doing it and it's cool, I'm doing something else. Just not, not my gig. So I'm not surprised when I look at like what I'm doing right now, because I'm sure when I look at the world and I look at life and I look at people, um, I just feel like, <clears throat> I don't know, abundance equals happiness to people like more money, more of this, more of that, more clothes to choose from. I have more handbags than that girl has. I have more pairs of shoes than that guy has. I have more whatever it is, whatever it is. I have a nicer car than that person. I have this, I have that. And it doesn't even have to be like in comparison, but you know, I, that's a, that's a sweet shirt, dude. And it's like, oh yeah, thanks. And then you buy 10 more cool shirts and now you're on this, like you're the guy like, oh, well, I just want, I want people to notice. I want people to go, that's cool. But if I wear the same cool shirt three times then it's probably on to the next one because it's not so cool anymore. And you're like this never ending cycle of, I have more things. And obviously that's, it's a tough way to become happy, but I think that's why I went so heavy on the other side because everybody around me, not everybody, but the majority of people in general and like people around me and people that I don't even know, you go onto any social media outlet and people are flexing, right? What their money, their items, their jewelry, their this, their that. And those are the people with millions of followers because they have so many nice things. 
show me somebody that doesn't have anything and is happy because those are the people we all know. And when you look at it, I look at the world and I'm like, this world is like, some of it's sad. Some of it's angry. The majority of it and the majority of people. And I look and go, well, it, it sucks that we're all like, like how, think about how you vocalize and how you almost feel compelled to say something when you see a happy person, like somebody that's really happy. Let's say you and your friend are sitting there and a happy person comes up and talks to you for five minutes and leaves. One of you guys is going to make a comment and go, that dude is happy. He's cr was he crazy? I think I was like overly happy. It, it, that should tell you where the world's at, right? If you are surprised or you feel like you have to make a comment about somebody happy, then the rest of the world is probably wrong. They're probably wrong. And maybe that guy has like a bunch of stuff and, and that's his thing. But I don't think it is. I think if we're here to just gain, collect, get more, get more, get more, it's sad, it's tough, it's never ending. And I think that's why people are the way they are. I guarantee you, if you ask 15 people tomorrow, or let's just say on a Monday, you ask 15 people on the next Monday that you get to, ask them, how's it going? How's it going? How's it going? Ask 15 different people and count up the negative responses versus the positives. See how many people on a Monday morning at 8 o'clock at work go, it's going awesome. I had a great weekend. It's Monday. I love this job. I'm alive. I'm having a great time. I'm healthy. Life is good. And then see how many people go, oh, you're surviving, man. I'm here. Hey, how you doing today? Well, we're here. How you doing today? Just getting through it. How you doing today? Another day, another dollar. Tell me how many of those you get versus how many people that are, are excited to be doing what they're doing, happy and alive on a Monday. That should tell you where the majority of the world's at. And if, it, if it, the answers are overwhelmingly negative, figure out why, do something different. But for me, I think that's a big piece of it, that everybody is doing what the world has told them they should be doing, which is collect, gain, be bigger than the guy next to you, be better than the person next to you. If they have two of them, go get three of them. That's success, and that just sucks. So I'm not surprised that I'm, like, really into this minimalist, have nothing. Like, it's this, it's for sure like a freedom from comparison. I'll tell you that. I've worn nothing but black, white, and gray T-shirts for the last three weeks, and I'm not, I'm not walking around now wondering if my outfit looks good. I'm not wondering if the shirt I put on looks stupid. If I look stupid in a plain black T-shirt, then I look stupid in anything. So what? I don't have anything to think about. This is it. I didn't buy. I didn't spend seventy five dollars on a t shirt, and and now I'm gonna wear it and feel self conscious because what if one guy looks at it and goes, "Nice shirt, man. Where'd you get that? That sucks. Like I'm not gonna feel self conscious whatsoever because if somebody says that, I'm gonna say I bought it for six dollars at Target. Do you like it? Because I do. It's that simple to live in a way where. I just eliminate things, eliminate things that don't matter, right? The unnecessary stuff. And then it kind of real reveals what's important, right? I have a whole nother piece of this to move on to, like getting rid of, you know, digital stuff or whatever it is. Right. And I'm not ever probably going to be a guy that's, I'm not going to be living on a, a reservation somewhere. Um, but do I want to eliminate things? Absolutely. Would I love to go, I check my social media stuff once a day. Like clockwork, I check it at 9.15 in the morning. If I feel like posting something, I post something. And then I check it at 
4.30 in the afternoon before I walk into my house and then turn my phone off. And I am now 5 o'clock to 10 o'clock family time. Dinner, nighttime, bedtime, family time. I don't watch the TV. I don't do this. I don't do anything else. Would I love to get to a point where that's what I can do? Absolutely. Am I two months and so deep into the uh, minimalist lifestyle that that's where I'm at? Not even close. Not even close. But is it on the radar of something to try to, you know, flirt with and see how it works? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think that for me is kind of where it's at. And, you know, I I just look at it and, and I think if people really take a look at their life and you walk into your house tomorrow or your workplace or your desk or wherever it is you go and take a serious look like a real look at where you're at and what you're doing do you like start with the physical because that's where things change do you like the way that your living room looks do you like the way that your kitchen looks do you like the way that your your daughter's room looks or your bedroom looks or your son's room and if you don't do something about it because what you don't understand is these are these are weights these are just weights that you are ignoring because they're normal and they've been there for so long. But life is short. It's too short to spend any days being weighed down by something that is fully in your control to remove. I just watched this Planet Earth, I think, on Netflix tonight. Uh, and I'm watching like a, I don't know if anybody's ever seen that, but great show, watch it. But I'm watching like a bison or something standing in like a small river. And he, and he gets attacked by lions a bunch of lions and at one point he's standing there there's like 10 of them maybe more but at one point he's standing there and there's like seven or eight lions kind of around the riverbed he's standing in this thing and there's a lion sitting on his back tearing his back apart but the lion is a quarter of his size and he's standing there and his eyes close slowly like he blinks and closes his eyes. It's, he has zero reaction. Like this thing's not sitting up on his back. Tearing his skin off. And ripping through his skin and bones. And, and doing whatever the thing is doing. He's sitting there. And he's quiet. And I'm watching this. And I'm like do something man. Do something. I don't like watching animals. I don't like watching nature. It's depressing to me. But this thing is just sitting there. With like eight lions and, and these are like almost female like they're not like the lions with the big manes they're like the athletic female looking lions i guess they are i don't i don't know uh it was on mute so i didn't get the full british guy document documentary whatever voiceover that sounds like winnie the pooh but um and i'm getting frustrated watching it because this thing is so much bigger and so much stronger and granted yeah it doesn't have the claws and the teeth and the instincts to that's not how it is, but it's it has the ability. And I'm watching and I'm getting frustrated and this thing is standing there and I'm getting frustrated mainly because I'm getting sad and I want this thing to survive so I can go to sleep without thinking about a bison that died in a river. I don't want to think about that. So I'm sitting here and I'm getting frustrated and all of a sudden... The thing blinks and it's quiet and it's standing there and his head is down and he's getting eaten by a lion who's on his, who's literally so much smaller than him that it can sit on top of its back and eat half of its back. And all of a sudden the thing picks his head up, opens his eyes and decides, I'm done. I'm done 
Why am I standing here taking this? Maybe instincts kicked in and it realized I'm going to die. And all of a sudden, wow, this thing goes wild. It turns, it jumps. It's like one of those horses that gets let loose in the, whatever, the arena, right? Where the guy's horseback riding it, trying to stay on as long as he can. It's just like that, or the bulls, whatever those things are, bull riding. It's, it starts doing that, and it's so much bigger, and it flings this little lion off, like, immediately. And the lion pops off, and all the eight lions that are around were sitting there licking their chops, waiting for this thing to die. And now all of a sudden, they're backing up. They look confused. They're staring at the main lion that was trying to tear this thing apart, who now is like, mm-hmm. And he kind of creeps back towards him. This thing turns, jumps. It hits his hip on a little hip swing, and this thing goes. This lion goes flying through the water. Defeat it. You can't. You can't beat me. I'm too big for you. I'm too strong. Do I have a, do I have some skill set that's better? I'm a better fighter. I'm a better hunter. I'm better go kill my prey than you are. No, but you know what? I'm just bigger than you, and it's in me. It's inside of me to survive and get rid of you and go live a different life. I don't have to die here. I don't have to sit here and wear it. I don't have to take this from you. I don't have to have 800 clothes in my closet. I don't have to always have dirty dishes in my sink. I don't have to have a million things around my life that clutter and weigh me down only because I decided it just looks like too much to spend seven hours on a Saturday cleaning it up. So I'm going to trade the seven hours for the next seven months of weighing myself down with things that I can control. Don't let it happen, guys. Just don't let it happen. It reminded me watching it of what I think is one of my favorite movies of movie lines of all time. And, and I kind of I did a little research just to see it, and I'm going to read it because because why not? But um, the movie the movie is is network it's from 1976 and the famous quote inside of it is i'm mad as hell and i'm not going to take it anymore uh, but this guy howard beale his name he's a, he's a news reporter in this and he gets on and he gets on there one day and it's raining outside and he's all wet and he's coming in and he's pissed and he jumps on the mic and he's on national television and he starts saying he says i don't have to tell you things are bad and this is, this is incredible to me because this is 1976, 20, 30, 40? Was it 42 years ago? Yeah, 42 years ago. Um, and as I read this, I think you're all going to agree how incredible like this is for today's world. But, um, you know, I look at all these mass shootings and all these awful things that are happening. And I go on online, and this is another piece of the minimalist part, like, I don't want to see this. You know why? Because I can't fix it. I'm not going to fix it. I don't comment on anything on Instagram because what's the point? I don't, I'm not the guy that's going to jump on and be comment number 2,376 on a post that CNN posted. Uh, there's no point. But I jumped on one the other day when somebody was talking about, you know, the mass shooting in Texas and how it was a racial thing and this, that, and the other thing. And I made a comment and I just said, there's, and somebody's, everybody's going, when is this going to end? When is this going to end? When is this going to end? There's 9 billion people on the planet. It's never going to end. There's 9 billion people. There's psychos everywhere. This will never end. It will just never end. So today's world, you know, you guys can agree, is, is just ugly. It can be ugly. 
I think it's beautiful and I think it's the way you look at it, but there's a lot of ugly in it if you search for it and you see it and, and these things happen, you don't have control of them. Um, but anyways, Howard Beale, the, the guy jumps on the mic as a newscaster and he's on the, the local television, maybe the national, I can't remember, but he says, I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shoekeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street, and there's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do. And there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe, and our food is unfit to eat, and we sit around watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy. So we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house and slowly the world we are living in is getting smaller. And all we say is, please, at least let us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to riot. I don't want you to write your, to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that the first thing you've got to do is get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being, God damn it. And my life has value. So I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and yell, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. I want you to get up right now, sit up, go to your windows, open them, stick your head out and yell, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Things have got to change. But first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Then we'll figure out what to do about the depression, the inflation, the oil crisis. But first, get up, get out of your chairs, open the windows, stick your head out, yell and say it. I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Right? That's a feeling. And when you watch this, just Google it or YouTube it, I guess. Literally, type in I'm mad as hell and it will come up on YouTube like that. And it's powerful because the guy reads it and says, or the guy acting does it in a way where you feel it. You just feel it. And it makes sense to where you look at, at it and go, this is the only way. First, you got to recognize and get a little angry. Walk into your house and look at the clutter and let it make you angry for the first time in four months because you just recognized it. You didn't walk past it like you always do. You recognized it. And now it irritates you. And you're going to fix it. Let this stuff happen. you got to take control of this stuff. If you're like this, maybe you, maybe, I'm not telling anybody they need to be a minimalist, but if you think that you're listening to this and you think, man, that is, I probably have a lot of things. If you're sitting in your car listening to this and you look at your passenger seat and there's a McDonald's trash can and there's a water bottle and there's a backpack and there's sunglasses and there's a set of keys all in the passenger seat, just get, clean it up. Clean it up and see how you feel tomorrow morning when you get in and there's nothing in the passenger seat because it's clean and it feels nice to have a little space. Try it. I'm not telling you to get pissed off. But recognize it and let it kind of make you mad enough to change it, I think. I think that would be a good way to go. Now, that's my take on minimalism and the minimalist. And, and the benefits it's had for me is just clarity everywhere. Clarity visually when I look at my wardrobe in my room in my house. Clarity 
mentally, when I can think straight because I don't have excess things that I'm looking at, thinking about on my checklist, in my inbox, things I got to answer. A part of the minimalist thing for me too has been answering everything immediately. Answer it. Got a question? Answer it. Got an email? Answer it. Got a text? Answer it. Somebody's calling you and you don't recognize the number? Answer it. Just do it. Just get things off the plate. Clarity. Minimalist. Keep things simple. Life's got enough stuff that can pile up. Just beat the pile. Don't let it pile up on you. That's how I think. For me, it's been it's been awesome. I would encourage everybody to, at the very least, go YouTube it, go look at it, go listen to somebody else, probably cooler than me and better than me, talk about it, and learn from it. And if it's something you want to do, try it. Just try it in one small section of your life. Start with your car. Clean it yourself every Sunday. And I know a lot of people do that. I'm not the only one that you know, does that, certainly. Probably one of the few that actually drives around with a messy car. But if you're a messy car person, start with your car. Clean it up. Like Take everything out of it. Make sure it's there. And when you drive around, only what you need. Get a backpack. Get a bag. Whatever you need that day, put it in the backpack. And then put it in the back seat. And it's the only thing there. You have everything you need, but it's in a bag. And it's not scattered all around your car. And you're not going to be digging under your seat for your driver's license when you when you need it. You're not going to be digging around for your wallet wondering where it's at or your set of keys. Take a little control of that stuff. I think it goes a long way. I think you guys will feel like it, it matters. So um, my advice, look into it first and then start small. Start with something small. I started with a closet. And this ain't no walk-in closet. This is about a two-foot by seven-foot by eight-foot closet. So and we, and I mean two feet deep. Seven feet wide, eight feet tall. This is, nobody's cruising in this thing. This is small. It's a small change. And it, it catapulted me into a whole entire life thing. In two months, I am head and shoulders above where I was as far as being mentally, physically happy. So try it out. I wanted to make this podcast because it, it did so much for me. Um, and I feel good about it that I would like, I'd like to at least put it on some other people and throw it out there as, as an idea at the very least. So thank you guys for listening. Um, like it, comment, leave me a review, do whatever you need to do. Um, but appreciate you guys. Appreciate you listening. And I will be posting a little more now. It was a busy summer for me. Got a couple good ones in, um, a few more guests on deck, which I'm excited about. And, uh, you guys enjoy your day. Go be clean, go be clear. Go be mentally happy. We'll see you guys later.